Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello friends, happy Wednesday and welcome back to the Psyche Podcast. Hannah here and hope you are having a good day. I really need some fresh intros because I feel like that's what I always say, but yeah, I hope that you're doing okay and that you're tuning in for a bit of a boost and to hear some strategies. But if you are tuning in because you're feeling a bit blech today, um, hopefully this is going to give you um, yeah, that uplift and some ideas of things that you can do that are going to give you a bit of a boost. I love doing these strategy roundups because it's great fun to hear back from the previous guests and their tips. I often come away with some ideas of extra things I'm going to try. And I think when we are feeling really low, we kind of lose that kind of creative problem solving side a little bit because we can just be trying to get by, just trying to cope. So having something like this that you can dip into to take some ideas from and try without having to do all that thinking and problem solving yourself, I think is really beneficial. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'm feeling fine at the moment, that is awesome, firstly. Um, But I think that is the best time to have a bit of a plan or to kind of think of some strategies and hear something and think, right, I'm going to park that somewhere in my mind uh, or write it down somewhere that if I am feeling really, ugh, um, I don't know what the word is for that feeling, but ugh, um, I'm going to try that and um, see if it works. And not everything is going to work for you. And that's why I think it's nice to have so many ideas and you can just try the ones that resonate for you, the ones that kind of sound interesting or like they might work. But I think it's always good to, good to try things because sometimes things that we didn't think were going to work for us might do. Uh, so before we dive in and hear from our first guest, I want to say massive thank you to Natsune who joined us on Monday um, and we'll be hearing from her briefly at the end as well because the roundup is up to um, her episode as well and this is the big 150 um, so that's quite exciting quite a, a, a big number um, so if you've been with us however long you've been with us from the beginning or uh, a newer listener then um, I really appreciate you for tuning in and spending a little bit of time with us today and I really hope that you enjoy this episode and the the strategies and things that we'll hear. So let's dive in with our first guest who uh, was the the lovely Rosie Withy who joined us for episode 134 Um, and we talked about some awesome topics in this. We talked about authenticity, we talked about congruence, um, we talked about the, uh, the interesting way that Rosie works with people and with horses and uses them in her work. Uh, so definitely want to check out for all of that. These are Rosie's top tips. The first one is to take time just to stop and notice what's going on in your body. Even if your head is saying, I haven't got time to stop. And either have a soft focus or close your eyes and just notice your body sensations and you'll be surprised. And you might notice your body feels really calm. You might notice your breathing is quicker than normal. You might notice you've got a tightness in your shoulder. And then ask that sensation what information it has for you. So the tight shoulder might say, I'm carrying too much. 
the calm um, sensation might say, okay, I'm in a really good place. And the quick and breathing might say, I'm not very fit. I've just not walked up that hill and I'm not very fit. You know, it's, it's not, um, it's just being aware. The second one, these are my, you know, my three things. The second one is to use your inf- emotions as information. So allow yourself to feel your emotion and just again, ask that emotion what information it has for you and take any appropriate action that you might need to. And the third one is to be present. And that's the one that's most linked to the mental well-being. So rather than being in all of those stories that you have, is just to be present in the moment. And for me, being in nature, just being outside helps me get out of my my thoughts and that's when you connect Mm. to your intuition so for me if you have a question you know what do I do next or what do I really want to eat or what do I want which card do I want to choose is to go out and just give yourself some time where you let yourself completely let go and then that's when the ideas that's when the ideas come So massive thank you to Rosie for her top tips. Next up, episode 135, we were joined by Sarah Matiasik and we were talking about creating strength from the inside out and strength, not just in kind of physical, but more kind of holistic, rounded strength than that. Although we did talk a lot about fitness and and, and that kind of stuff. So uh, here are Sarah's top tips. Okay, I think the number one thing is to have a morning and an evening routine. I'm really hot on this actually working with my clients too because I think it's really important to get up and start your day in the way that you have chosen. So it's not in a reactive way because quite simply from the moment we open our eyes, we could have many micro stresses as we call them before you've even got out of the bed, you know, and usually it's the phone. (laughs) There's usually something that you pick up on, on your phone if you've picked up your phone at that point. So having a really good morning routine that sets your day up. So whether that's um, doing a bit of meditation, whether that's quite simply putting your vision in your mind and thinking about what's going on, maybe listening to something, listening to some good music, having a dance around, you know, whatever energizes your body and your brain and gets you started in the morning. It could be taking some quiet time. I often go out and sit in the conservatory when no one's even up, looking out into greenery in the garden, drinking my cup of tea or whatever, you know, just time where you've just got time to think about putting the right day in your mind. So visualizing your day some exercise or whatever, you know, it could be a number of different things. And then also having a really good evening routine. So just putting everything down on paper, getting everything out of your brain that's going to stop you sleeping well, because sleep, as you again alluded to, is the most, one of the most important things we can do for ourselves. It does so many things in our body from a hormonal perspective to a brain, everything, but just so many things. So again, putting everything on paper, journaling before you go to bed, if you have trouble sleeping particularly, and also putting together some sort of good sleep behavior routine. So making sure you do turn off screens, blue lights, um, and what have you, at least an hour before you go to bed and just actually relaxing your body down to know that it's going to sleep because the right hormones like melatonin will, will help you sleep better. Uh, so that's number one, I think having a good morning and evening routine. I think finding what it is that that what I call my conditions for success. So this is finding what it is that makes you have and be and do what you need to do in order to achieve your goals. So for example, um, 
what what helps you work at your optimum what helps you have energy at your optimum what helps you run your day the way you choose to run it what helps keep you in a really good mental and physical frame of mind so for for me it's about exercising for me it's about good nutrition i plan my days my days are planned they have become more habitual now so it's easier because a lot of it's just i do it um very naturally anyway but to begin with that you know of course i had to put these these the steps in place and i had to really stick to things and yes i made mistakes and yes i didn't do it perfectly all the time but one step at a time you get around to doing it in the right way that becomes a habit so putting in these healthy habits about eating right particularly exercising and moving your body whether it's in a gym or whether it's simply getting up from your desk regularly there was a piece of research which was really good that suggested five minutes out of every 60 minutes of um, sitting down, five minutes of exercise or some sort of activity out of those 60 minutes is incredibly important and actually showed that it was, it was more effective than doing 30 minutes first thing in the morning and then not moving for the rest of the day. So, you know, putting in your movement breaks. And the third thing, I think probably focusing on nurture, actually, um, focusing on getting out in nature, focusing on feeling what joy feels or what joy feels like. And often people say, I don't even know how to feel that. But it's that feeling that you get when um, your sort of heart warms to something, whether it's, you know, looking at a picture of your child or whether it's or your animal or your dog, your cat, whatever, your, your pet, or whether it's some moment in, in your time in your life you're really proud of or something that makes you feeling that, sen that sense of joy. Being out in nature helps us develop that quicker I think and and that you know smelling what you smell out in nature feeling the the wind on your face you know seeing what you see really getting to feel your senses makes us feel alive um, and it really makes us appreciate things um, that are around us and gives us um, a bit of a contrast from our day it takes us out of ourselves takes our, us out of our brain as such to give us some relaxation so I think nature is really important for us. So massive thank you to Sarah. And then episode 136, we were joined by Nate Jones. And Nate is a, a regular listener of the podcast, a massive supporter of ours, and the host of the Life Tips podcast. And I joined him on his show, well, um, a while ago now. Uh, check out that episode uh, of his show if you haven't already. And here are Nate's top tips. I came up with five of them, actually. Clearly, the first three will uh, just relate to, you know, focusing on things, focus on yourself in the midst of handling everyday life situations. Typically, we designate time out of our day to pay all of our bills. That's great. Once you're done paying your bills, if you if you feel like it, celebrate that, you know, treat yourself. You paid all your bills on time. Great. Go make a smoothie or go crack open that box of cookies or something like that. Focus on yourself in the midst of handling everyday life situations. Always take care of yourself. Focus on the things that are meaningful to you in life. Helping other people, exercising, whatever it is. Focus on the things that you love to do in life and the things that make life worth living. And then the last two things, travel and find love. Traveling. Oh my goodness, I cannot tell you how much fun it is to travel. I went to New York for the first time ever in life in 2019. And it was amazing. And I'm going to go back because it's super cheap to get there. Just go to a Megabus stop, wait for the Megabus to get there, get on the Megabus and go and come back. You can enjoy a trip for one day and come back the same day. And you don't need to stay for a week. Don't need to book a hotel. You can just go. So yeah, travel, go live life, go see a place you've never been before. Enjoy life. And then find love. That is the most important thing for me. It's just like, yo, if you can 
impact the next generation, the generation behind you, that's important. Do that, but also you can impact the next generation that comes right from your own. And that comes with finding love, finding the person that you're meant to be with for the rest of your life, starting a family, passing on what you've learned, legacy. That's important, very important, because without legacy, what do you have in your in your time, in your season? But if you're on if you're if you're like me, it's the time, it's the season now. And I say that because if you spent Valentine's Day by yourself, great. If you're in a single season, great. Or, you know, if you have been single before for an extended period of time, great. I did that. Now it's just like I'm getting back out there and I'm not about to be single for another year, two, three, four, five years sheltering myself because I don't have to do that. It's all a mindset thing. And that's what we've been talking about the entire time. Mindset. It's all in your mind. It all starts in your head. Living in your head is dangerous. Do not do that, please. Because when you live in your head and you live in your mind, you create fantasies about the life that you want to have. And you try to bring that into reality. The problem is you can't bring everything you think about into reality. You can't manifest everything that you think about into reality. Some things take time. For the things that you can manifest, focus on that. Put it into work. So don't stay in your mind if it's a prison, but if your mind is a free space of information and you can just put things in place on a calendar, on a you know document, journal, write stuff down, do that because that helps. And in the long run, it'll benefit you. So thanks again to Nate for joining us and sharing his top tips. And up next, we have episode 137, and we're joined by Philippa Constable. Um, And so I know Philippa from a business networking organization that I'm in that she created, yeah, she (laughs) she built, created, manages, um, all of that. So here are Philippa's top tips. I think my first top tip is to just be curious. Be curious about life, be curious about information and be curious about people. Just be curious about the world we live in and be open to learning from that curiosity. Um, They say that curiosity killed the cat, but I don't believe in that. (laughs) And when I say to my partner, I'm really curious, he says, that's just, you're just nosy. (laughs) You're not nosy, I'm just curious. I think curiosity is, is a good thing. It's about being open and wanting to learn and find out stuff, whatever it might be. It's people or things or books or whatever. Just be curious. Life's interesting and the world's interesting that we live in. Um, so that would be the first thing. I would say the second thing is to, um, I teach a lot about this in my network actually, it's just to give without worrying about what might come back. So give without thinking about receiving give unconditionally and you can give in so many ways you don't need to give money it's not about that it's about giving your time um giving that may be an act of kindness of some sort but i think that we we can just just giving love you know being loving towards one another the gift can be anything you know you could give give um you could give a gift. 
it could be a physical thing it could be a time thing it could be an act of service it could be there's so many ways that you can give but if we're all giving then we're receiving if everybody was to give what sort of world would we live in it'd be amazing wouldn't it um so it doesn't cost anything to give and it's just a nice thing to do and often when you give it not only is it nice for the person maybe you've been you're giving to but it it feels nice for you too there's a a feeling of satisfaction that you've been able to to give something to somebody so um that would be my second one is give just do it <laughs> i think and i'm probably i've been when I've, when I've really gone through my worst times, I've probably struggled with this more recently than in my... I am somebody who is... Um, people see me and think, well, she's so strong. She's so brave. She's so courageous. But there are times when you need to ask for help. Aren't there? There are times when you need to ask for help. And I think it's not a weakness by asking for help. So if you are struggling with anything at all, then ask for help. But I get called up on this by my friends who say to me, we're here for you. You just ask, we're here. Don't forget, you, you share, problem shared, there's a problem half. Just talk it through. There's something going on. So I think that a lot of us don't always ask for help. We suffer in silence or we struggle with it in our own ways or we try and work it through and I think some people just need to process it as well and that's how they just cope with stuff with life with things that are not going well for them but actually if you ask for help you'll be quite surprised by the amount of help you'll receive and the people that will want to help you nobody wants to see anyone suffer no one wants to see someone else struggle but I think it's the hardest thing to do it's a because it's almost admitting you failed in some way or maybe admitting that things haven't worked out or admitting you weren't, you maybe it brings up feelings of not feeling good enough or oh, I could have done better and now look at the mess I'm in and I you know, can't possibly ask for help now. But I think that's the biggest mistake that we make as human beings, we don't ask for help. And it sometimes makes you feel vulnerable as well, even asking for it. You know, you don't want to put people out or you don't want to worry other people and things like that. But actually, we do. We need to. We need to ask for help. So I think in even little small things, you know, there's no harm in it. Just ask for help. Phone a friend to say, I've struggled today or I've got something that's really bothering me. I just need to talk about it with somebody. Because if you catch it early on and it's the small things, it's not letting things build up, you know. So, yeah. That's the third one. Ask for help. So thank you again to Philippa for joining us and for sharing her top tips. And up next, we have episode 138 with Hem. Uh, Hem is a, a great friend of mine. And so it was lovely to chat with her on the show and to just dive into self-love, self-care, all kinds of great stuff and just catch up um, a little bit on the show. I actually had a catch up this week, so that was lovely. Um, but here are Hem's top tips. What I'd really like to say is to really step into sort of giving yourself a break, actually, rather than a tip. So actually allowing yourself time and space and knowing that you might make mistakes in life, but they're, but they're never all mistakes, they're just learning curves. And, you know, recognising that you deserve 
that space if these things happen and I think other things like you know really look after yourselves like if you don't stop enough for breaks start setting your timer to stop you and get you off the couch or off the desk away from the desk off the chair you know give yourself that timer an hour I'll be doing this for an hour then I get up and I'm going to walk around and the other one maybe is to get out and I'm I'm talking to myself here a bit too because because of all the lockdown and everything that's been going on I've been really neglecting going out enough but even if it's just stepping outside your front door with your cup of tea just get outside because it really reconfigures our systems when we get out into the fresh air so yeah, do that. And I know, I don't know if Hannah would mind me saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Hannah does like, um, she does um, swimming in like, uh, is it lakes, my love? River. River, oh, yeah. river, river swimming. And I just think that's just an amazing thing. So if it appeals to you, that's a beautiful thing to do because I couldn't do it. I think so I'll be scared of the cold in the water. But I, I, we have talked about it before, Hannah and I have. And she said, you'll love it, but I'm not sure. But if you've got that yin in you, you've got that in you, you could do something like that. It's so beautiful. And you get that experience. And Hannah has told me that there is ways to find out places that you can do it. In the UK, I can't say about other places. I don't yeah. Know. So thanks again to him for joining us. And yes, Wild Swimming, uh, there's quite a lot about outdoor swimming. There's an outdoor swimming magazine now, actually, and outdoor swimming groups on Facebook. So if that's something you're interested in, check those out. And I had a very blissful swim um, a couple of weeks ago. No, a week ago Friday, I think, um, where I went to Pool Harbour and uh, had a swim and that's it's an awesome place to swim because actually a lot of it is just like waist height water because of the sandbanks and it was honestly like bath water warm like some bits were cooler because of like the the, uh, the current and flow but it was so warm and amazing so if it's something you're interested in I mean I would recommend wild swimming um but again that could just be me um, yes, so thanks to him. Uh, up next, we have episode 139, and we were joined by Alicia, and we were talking about uh, autism parenting, so parenting children who are on the autistic spectrum, but also as someone who is on the autistic spectrum herself. So here are Alicia's top tips. Yeah, so I think my top tip is coming up with routines and schedules, and that can be whether you are just you know a single person living on your own or a large family that. Having some routines and schedules in place takes away a lot of stressors that if you know what's coming in, you know, what's to expect and what's going to be happening, it kind of takes away that mental stress to wonder, oh, what all do I have time to get done today? What, you know, I'm making sure, obviously leaving room in that routine and schedule also to give yourself time off, to give yourself a breather, whether it's watching TV or something. But the biggest thing that I've learned, especially you know, from the parenting aspect of having those routines in place makes life so much easier. It really does. And it doesn't have to be, you know, very strict minute by minute routine. Sometimes it's very general, but I mean, even, even growing up, we had dinner at the same time every day, no matter what day of the week it was, or if we were at home or we were going to a restaurant, you know, but we knew what this is when dinner was going to be. So there was never this question of, Hey mom, when's dinner? Hey, you know, when are we going to eat? Oh, I'm hungry. Should I grab a snack now or should I wait for dinner? You always knew well dinner is at this time. So then you could, you know, make your expect, you know, all the other questions were answered in a sense. Like, okay, well, if it's 4 30 and you're hungry, you don't take a snack right now because mom's gonna still make you eat dinner. Mm. <laughs> and so having those routines in place, I think just are beneficial to everyone. 
So thanks again to Alicia for joining us and sharing her tips. And up next is episode 140 with Michael Burrows. And we were talking about youth mental health quite a lot, which is a topic, uh, as you know, that I like to talk about and probably we'll start talking about more on the podcast um, and have my um, new social enterprise project that has just started up to support young people with early intervention mental well-being support um so a little plug there for that but we were, so we we're talking about that because Mike works with young people as a psychotherapist so that was it's a really good uh, conversation but also about hobbies and the benefits of hobbies for all of our mental well-being so here are Mike's top tips I think one you know as I've been batting on about is that sense of belonging find that kind of connection with people you know and in one of my form that may be and that may also kind of tie into my second tip which is about breaking away from some social norms just because society says that your interest is not part of the mainstream doesn't mean there's not someone else there you know someone else out there doing it so for example you know if you're in you know the states blacksmithing is quite popular out there within the UK it's far less so and there's kind of you know there are you know some places you can do it and it is just a case of just because it may not be immediately accessible it's not like you can go to the park and play football with your mates and things like that which you know is quite a readily available thing you know we'll go to your leisure center and do whatever sports provisions they offer if you want to go throw a javelin you know go throw a javelin you know and there are places you can do that if you want to kind of create something with in woodwork there are places you can do that it's just a case of looking and when someone kind of says you know oh you know that's a bit weird why have you got interested in that don't be afraid to kind of say look I wanted to give something a go yeah and maybe yeah tying this with number two this is kind of like 2.5 is that remember that everyone has an opinion but it doesn't have to affect yours you know again if you want a bit you know maybe a little bit controversial but I, I often say that opinions are like bomb holes everybody has one doesn't mean I want to know about yours all the time and it is that just because someone say, kind of says oh that's a bit weird that's okay and I think that's really kind of big for teenagers as well where they're of this generation where there's a lot more kind of jobs available in the world that weren't available in my generation so huge within the online community you know you you know so we've got young people aspiring to be youtubers and stuff like that and twitch streamers and esports and you know influencers and all this kind of stuff and we as parents are looking like kind of going mm, that's not really a real job though is it um and because we've got these kind of preset ideas of kind of what professionalism is and careers and stuff like that and actually my viewpoint was okay but what are they going to learn doing that or trying to be that they're going to learn some really good hard work and actually if you're able to kind of say look i'll help them out for a year i'll do a bit you know kind of help them along with that what key skills are they going to develop along that way so are they going to learn how to kind of create a business and kind of you know uh, talk to people you know how's what's that going to do for their social confidence to connect with people and start something and do something rather than kind of be put off straight away of that's not a real thing and i think forgetting these kind of sometimes these socially constructed ideas of kind of what a proper job is if it's going to bring a bit of meaning to your life and it's going to make you happy and, and again if you're lucky enough to make money out of it great give it a go because what are you going to learn doing it and that's i think the other thing as well um which leads me on to kind of tip tip three which is sometimes that kind of dropping this idea of what's next in the idea of okay you know so i'm going to do this hobby but where's it going to go you know what am i going to do with it I think sometimes it's just enjoying the process, being part of something, just giving it a go. It doesn't have to go anywhere because 
if you don't want it to, you can change it. You can do something about it. It's not a full on commitment. And again, the same with the idea of kind of lock, this, this script of kind of, you know, rule 18 is you're meant to know what you're meant to do in life. No, you're not. That person's been in, in education the last 15 years of their life. They've not had an ch- opportunity really to explore the world, try anything yet, because they're either too young to do it. They've not had no experience of it or, you know, so where are they going to get that? So I think sometimes we have to remember to kind of drop this kind of what's next and just that kind of like, what do you, you know, what do you want to do? What's that mean to you? And, and just encouraging people to kind of give things a go rather than just kind of like, oh, that's not going to work or discouraging because what does that person learn in that situation? All they get is that negative voice that goes into their head. And that's, you know, that's what they grow up with that. What's the point? Why bother? It's not a proper thing and they miss out. Yeah. And I think that's, something kind of to remember so thanks again to mike for sharing his tips with us and then episode 141 we were joined by sherrianna boyle um, and here are her top tips i recommend finding a space in your house where you can experience a little bit of stillness a little bit of quiet and it, something consistent we tend to have this memory you know and associations And for example, I have a a chair in my house that I go to, to do my cleanse practice. And whether you do the cleanse or you do another type of practice like meditation or, or breathing or listen to music or whatever that you do, I recommend you do it in the same place. Because when you look at that chair or you go to that chair, your body will remember, remember your body has memory. And so find that little spot, that little place where you're going to anchor maybe by window so you can look outside and, and keep it consistent in your life. And even if you just sit there and do nothing, <laughs> just don't look at your phone, right? But just give yourself, that's a great place to start is just, okay, well, where's it going to be? And I recommend it sitting up, not lying down and a little bit of a private space, even if you have to get a little creative and uh, create it. So that that's one, that's one tip. Um, the other is to just, just become aware um, of your eyes. Your eyes are, can be very reactive where you look, how you look at something. If you're in a little bit of a blank stare kind of thing, sometimes that's the way we get when we're on our phones, we get a little, you know, and give the eyes time to, you know, sometimes that's, it's important to close your eyes now and then, you know, take a moment in your day and just close your eyes, soften your eyes, um, give them a little rest because they take in so much um, and that really feeds reactivity. So just kind of playing with the eyes, putting your gaze down can help you process your emotions for sure. Thanks again to Sherrianna for joining us and diving into emotional detoxing, cleanses, um, or a cleanse other than, I think when I say cleanse just then, you know, you kind of think of the sort of more nutritional kind of ones, but this is an emotional cleanse. Um, so if that's something that sounds of interest to you, check out that episode. Moving on to episode 142, when we were joined by Dr. Shani Fox, And she was talking about healing and hope for cancer survivors with us. Uh, So here are her top tips. The first thing that comes to mind, and it does apply to cancer survivors, but also to the rest of us, is that we tend to be extremely hard on ourselves in Western society. (laughs) We're very achievement oriented. And so we, we 
when, when we feel vulnerable, which of course cancer is all about vulnerability, it's one of the problems that people have dealing with it. Um, when we feel vulnerable, we feel weak and we feel like we wanna hide. The very first thing, the very first thing before empowerment, before anything that I recommend to people and to myself, and I have to remind myself of this a lot actually, because I grew up in a, a very achievement oriented family. And so this is something that was missing and I had to learn it later on. The very first thing to do is to be compassionate with ourselves. Oh, we tried something and didn't work. Time for self-compassion. Oh, we thought we were on the right track and now it seems we have to change tracks. Self-compassion. This happens in life. Life ain't perfect, <laughs> as they say. So we have, we're going to have obstacles. We're going to have failures. And that's just part of the curriculum, if you will. It's part of the story. In fact, sometimes it makes the best stories later on. <laughs> but in the moment, not to beat ourselves up, but to say, oh, you know, no wonder you're sad about that. No wonder you're anxious about that. No wonder you're concerned about that. And take a moment with that part, which allows ourselves to go into a softer part of ourselves from which we're actually much more resourceful. Because if we're fighting off the emotions, the sadness, the, the anxiety, the everything else, the fear, when we're, in, when we're fighting with those and resisting those, we are much less resourceful for ourselves. So self-compassion is a very, very underappreciated skill and mm -hmm. state. And I would advise anybody, no matter what your circumstances, if you're not good at this, um, again, lots of support available, find a way because it allows for the rest to happen. So that would be my, I think my first tip, my first practical tip, no matter what a person is dealing with. Yeah, it's amazing. I think, um, you know, what the examples you were giving of that compassion towards yourself is exactly what you would do if, it, if it, there was a friend that you were supporting. Mm -hmm. And I think if we think about that, it would just come so naturally to most of us. But when it's ourselves, it just feels so different, doesn't it? And it's, It um, does feel different. And you make a good point because most of us are very skilled in doing that for our friends. So the, the good news is that the skills are present. We just have to be willing and that's really the key word is willing to turn them around and use them for ourselves as well. Yeah. And to receive them from others, by the way. Um, so that's another thing we're not sometimes very good at. And uh, gentlemen, I'm talking to you in particular, but this happens to some women as well, um, that we often will resist kindness. People will reach out to us in support and will sometimes resist that. And I think this has to do with our, again, our discomfort with vulnerability. That when we feel vulnerable, we feel weak. We do not want people to see us weak. Now that, that actually is primal. You know, animals don't like that either. When they feel weak or sick, they'll go hide themselves. And that's because they're, they're, they're protecting themselves from predators. So it's something that exists in nature and we can understand it as a primal instinct. But humans are not generally subject to predators right? In fact, it's just the opposite. What's much more present in our life is not predators. It's people who are willing to reach out to us and support. And so it's another skill to, again, we, we will do it for somebody else, but it's yet another skill to allow that in both from ourselves, which is self-compassion and from others, which is support. And so there's, there's a second tip is that let's be compassionate with ourselves and let's receive compassion from others willingly. Yeah, again, the willing, yeah, mm -hmm. it's a big thing. Do you have a third tip for us? Well, then once, 
once we've been compassionate with ourselves, once we've received the support from others, at some point we need to take back then our power. I know I'm on this theme a lot today, but that, that would be the third place to go is that then, and by the way, you know, power is a big word, may sound overwhelming to somebody who's currently in a vulnerable state, but let's, let's break it down. This is a matter of baby steps. It's one step at a time. You know, my mentor says something wonderful. She says, how do you climb Mount Everest? Well, the answer is one baby step at a time because nobody's ever done it any other way. <laughs> so baby steps add up to even climbing Mount Everest if a person should want to, but certainly to anything else in life that we want to attempt. So the, the question that I often use with myself and with others is, what's one thing I can do right now from where I am? What's one thing, it can even be a small thing. What's one thing I can do right now from where I am? So even before I turn to somebody else for support, or even before I go read a book about something, or even before I do any of the things that take longer, I say, what's the just one little thing I can do from where I am? Because it's all those little things that add up over time to taking back my identity, taking back my power, and therefore determining the course of my life. It's not that in one fell swoop. And I think that's what people get overwhelmed and fearful about sometimes. So thanks again to Dr. Shani. And then episode 143, we were joined by Serafina, Arthur Williams, and we were talking about loads of great stuff, uh, intentional simplicity, authenticity, uh, intersectionality, all kinds of great stuff. So here are Serafina's top tips. So the first one is I say, take a break when you need it. Please take a break when you need it. Um, the world is always moving and you'll always feel like you have to keep going along with it, but take a break when you need it. Listen to your body. The second would be to try your best, do your best at all times and whatever that may be. And knowing if you've done your best or not should be dependent on who you are. Okay. And then when you've done your best stop, that's it. You did your best. Take your break now. And then the last one would be, be mindful of which feelings are yours and which ones are other people's and we easily can take on other people's experiences and other people's emotions and things like that but when they're not yours don't take on that pain because it's not for you be empathetic be compassionate be there but hold that boundary for yourself so huge thanks again to Serafina for joining us um, and I had such a fun conversation with her we went into neurodiversity as well and and yeah everything so a really fun one to check out uh, episode 144, we were joined by Amy Corey, um, who is a mental health advocate. And so we were talking about how she got into that, her story and her journey. And then we were talking about self-harm and trying to unpack some of the misconceptions around that because it's um, a, a topic, I think, that there is so much misunderstanding around still and stigma around self-harm and, and why people might self-harm. And so that is something that we talked about and Amy shared her personal experience of that. So um, again, another conversation definitely to check out. And here are Amy's top tips. You know, it's so interesting because it's so different for everyone. And that's what I love is that it is so customized. I mean, I think the biggest thing that I always share when it comes to um, anxiety and um, uneasiness, because I feel like that's something, you know, I have to do occasionally is, is I have a trick on, you know, when you feel anxious, you're kind of just kind of out of control in a sense, and you need to bring it back to yourself. So one of the biggest things that I took away from my um, time in therapy and with my own things is I used to do an exercise where 
I would start from my root chakra, which is also, you know, your toes and go to your crown chakra and close my eyes. If you have the time and just, you know, close your eyes and be like, okay, I'm conscious and I can consciously feel my toes touching the ground and working your way up. I can feel my knees buckling. I can feel my stomach gurgling and consciously feeling these things. And it brings you back in a sense of consciousness and relax. It takes its time because when you're anxious, you want to do something, but it gives you that patience to reassess where you are and regain your composure and your balance. And I always, people always ask me about that. Um, I get texts and they're like, wait, what was that exercise you do? But it really has helped me because it gives me, because I'm a very impatient person. It gives me patience. It gives me balance. And it gives me a sense that, okay, I'm in my body and I'm in control of my body because you, I'm controlling my feet. I'm controlling this and I can consciously feel that. So that's one of my biggest toolbox tips. And the other one is just talking, just asking for help. One of my best friends told me, um, I'm going to say the clean version, but he always told me, um, you don't get a medal for doing everything alone. Like there's no proof or medal or reward you're trying to do by handling something alone. He knew that I did because I had to, but like now there's so many resources, there's so many people that you can talk to. And that's kind of uh, my other tool tip is there are people who are there for you. So thanks again to Amy for joining us. And then we're skipping over episode 145, which was our men's mental health panel, uh, which we recorded with some previous guests. And we didn't ask them the set questions and, and kind of tips, but definitely one to check out. It was uh, recorded during men's mental health, well, men's health week. And the topic this year was men's mental health. So yes, it was very much... Um, exploring that from those individuals perspectives uh, so an interesting one to to check out um, and we'll definitely be doing more discussion panels and trying to get more diverse voices on the experiences so uh, stay tuned in the future for that uh, so episode 146 we were joined by melody from the study break podcast and i've been on melody's podcast so again another one to check out and we were talking about teen experience during quarantine with covid uh, college stress stress pressures of exams and all that kind of stuff and it was lovely to to reconnect with melody for this so here are her top tips first thing is if you're ever feeling really uh, i guess unmotivated one one way to really boost yourself up is by reminding yourself of goals that you want to accomplish um, just reminding yourself like what you're doing right now or what you are about to do is going to lead you to a good place no matter what. The second thing is mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. And in that moment, it might feel like, oh, everything's wrong or um, I didn't plan this. Oh no, what should I do? Um, but I think just taking a step back to take a breather, you know, like relax for a bit. And then realize that you learn from your mistakes, you know, like people who say they don't learn from their mistakes, like, I'm a little bit concerned, because no matter what happens, like, even if it's not a mistake, like, you know, you've done something bad, or that something just didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, you always learn from that. 
that is super valuable. Just keeping that in mind, like this is going to shape who you are and like you're just going to continue on from there and move on, you know. Third, I guess it's just really to, again, reassure yourself, forgive yourself. That's like my biggest message here to just really be proud of who you are and celebrate your small victories to just be happy with where you are now because like you can only go up from here, you know? And I think that's just, I don't, I don't know. For me, it, it works for me. I don't know if it works for everyone, but if you want to try something new, like just words of affirmation, maybe start journaling. Yeah. So thanks again to Melody for joining us. And as I said, really nice to reconnect with her again. Episode 147, we were joined by Dr. Dory Mincer. And we were kind of going to the other end of the age spectrum um, a little. <laughs> we were talking about revolutionizing retirement, how we can look after our well-being as we age um, and have a kind of meaningful, meaningful retirement. We talked a lot about kind of ageism and the um, maybe the kind of stigmatizing or um, views, negative views that we might have towards people uh, as they age and how we can change that. Um, we talked about how middle age is shifting and... Um, and then uh, some really great advice from Dr. Dory. So that's one to check out if any of that resonates with you. And here are Dr. Dory's top tips. So I think one is the believe in yourself, uh, reflect, get to know yourself, try to be open to your strengths and limitations and sort of know what you still want to learn or, you know, and to not be afraid of asking for help. So I think that's one tip. The other that I think I even mentioned is you know, think about how you have handled transitions in your life, because I think it may help you um, as you proceed with things of knowing that, um, you know, you, you, you know, if you've gotten this far, you've managed transitions in some way and to just understand how you have so you can be kind of kind to yourself as you get into this next phase of transition. So I think that would be another um, and I think another is part of that well-being of just really recognizing that life is not forever. And, you know, as we get older, there can be more of an urgency because we know we don't have forever, but to appreciate that. But, to, you know, I really do believe in this connection, engagement, purpose and meaning, meaningful relationships, sort of having a sense of you know, self-esteem, belonging to community, all of those things just to help make life work worth living. And so I think my tip is to try to figure out how you can build that in your life. And even if it feels like it's not there right now, trying to think about what are one or two things maybe you could, maybe one thing at a time, just little small steps that you can take that might help you open yourself a little bit more to some of the, you know, the possibilities that are in you know, are available for you in your life. So I think that that openness to that and knowing that, you know, it's up to us to make them, you know, the best of the life that we have. So thanks again to Dr. Dory. Episode 148, we were joined by Tammy Whalen-Blake and we were talking about being yellow. So uh, Tammy talks about grey people and yellow people and how we can move to being yellow, so much brighter, more alive, um, really living life to the full, that kind of thing. 
And we also talked about kind of overwhelm and and that kind of thing, which is something that Tammy also supports people with. So here are Tammy's top tips. I would say the first thing that's come to mind is that if you want greatness and you are passionate about something that seems unusual, go for it. Other people don't necessarily have to understand you. They see the world differently and that's beautiful, but just go for it. Follow your heart. It will take you somewhere. It will teach you something, but start. People are struggling with the fear of starting. So they just don't move forward. And a lot of the time is they don't want to seem like they're crazy to their peers, but their peers might not be their people anyway for this thing. And that's absolutely fine. You just find your people. So when you start the process, you then start to navigate and people will walk into your life that will inspire you to take the next step and the next step. That would be the first tip I would say to do. Then I'll say work with a coach. I'd always keep saying this, work with a coach. They challenge you. Uh, The top thing that I've heard uh, when I've uh, done some like surveys with my clients and non-clients as well, I've asked, why do you not have a coach? Why do you have a coach? And it comes back to it being uh, a sounding board. So this is someone that will listen to you, that doesn't have judgment, that believes that you can do it and will challenge you, challenge your thinking and help you grow. It's almost like it's a person that gives you permission to do the thing that you really want to do. So work with a coach and they will help you achieve the thing that you want to achieve without judgment. And that's sometimes all we just need. They're the top two. I'll leave it there. So thanks again to Tammy. And that brings us to episode 149 when we were joined by Natsune, uh, who joined us on Monday. And we were talking about the game of self-domination, which is uh, the name of Natsune's book and her her approach. Um, so really interesting to explore. And here are Natsune's top tips. Since we've been talking about accountability, that must come with my top one uh, for now. So accountability, whatever the reasons that you have right now that you're not accountable for your life. I'm not saying that these reasons are not valid like I said like earlier like these reasons can be true but you have to start taking accountability if you want to change something so that's the first thing second thing I want to say is humility and we touched on that like on the very first question as well but I think people assume that for example you get one plus one you get at least two if you put in the two hours of work, you know, one hour here, one hour there, you get at least two hours of work, like worth of results. Or some people even think work smart and get 10 hours of results um, when you get, when you put in two hours, right? And that's like the tendency nowadays. A lot of people are trying to create a shortcut, but, you know, in reality, you put in two hours of work, sometimes you get zero, Sometimes you don't get any results, right? But then you have to be ready for that, like mentally. And for you to be ready for that, you have to have the humility. Like you have to stop thinking that you're somebody. Like you have to stop thinking that you deserve something. And you have to be willing to work. Because when you fail, when you have a humility, 
like it doesn't get you because you know that you don't mean shit and then you can still like come back up and then build your success like instead of crying on the failures and losses and dwelling on it immediately your next move is to say okay well this failed and that's okay like I don't mean anything like I'm nobody to succeed like let's let's try another approach and you don't even hear other people's making fun of you you don't even care what other people are making fun of you because you don't even think you're somebody (laughs) so for me that's been working really good and then the third one is really coming from the second one when you understand the second one I think it kind of happens naturally more naturally is that you can gain ultimate strengths to be kind to other people and to be more respectful to other people because when you're entitled insecure person you don't have that strength you think you're too good and you don't treat people nicely you think you're you're the shit but in reality you're not and (laughs) so this the third uh, advice comes with like if you understand really how hard it is you have to work and you understand the body of how to work you understand how difficult that is to persevere those hard work. Now you understand how other people are putting in a lot of work too. And when you understand it, you can be kind to other people as well. So thanks again to Natsune for joining us and to everyone that we have featured in this episode. So let's see if I can remember everyone and go back through. Thanks to Rosie, Sarah, Nate, Philippa, Hem, Alicia, Michael, Sherrianna, Dr. Shani, Serafina, Amy, Melody, Dr. Dory, Tammy, and Natsune. Um, I may have cheated a little bit and <laughs> looked through the list of podcast episodes. Um, but yes, thank you to everyone who joined us and to you for joining us. If you've listened to the standalone episodes or for listening to this one, I really, as I said at the top of the show, I really appreciate you for joining us, for supporting the show and spending a little bit of time with us. And I really hope that you found it beneficial and that you have some takeaways. For me personally, I have a couple that I've taken away, um, a couple of things to action and a couple of things to remember. So in terms of action from Sarah and also uh, Alicia, the importance of routines, morning routine, evening routine and just general routines and schedules is something I'm I'm thinking about at the moment. Um, over the summer, some of my commitments are changing. So really thinking about a schedule so that's something I'm putting in place and acting on uh, in terms of things to remember from Philippa that it is not a weakness to ask for help it's something that I, I also have to remind myself and um, and there's a saying um, that I really like and I, it's really useful I think that you know we, we worry about not burdening people but if we're not acting ourselves people are going to worry anyway so we might as well kind of reach out and then the last one was from Michael um, about the social norms and that just because something that you're interested in isn't mainstream doesn't mean people aren't doing it, doesn't mean it's weird, doesn't mean you should feel that it's not okay for you to do it. And I sometimes have to remind myself about social norms and that, <laughs> yeah, it's okay to just do you, to just uh, embrace the things that you're interested in and not worry so much about what people think obviously if as long as you're not hurting people with what you're doing and all of that Uh, so they're my takeaways and I would love to hear what you've taken away from the show 
So let me know on social media. You can connect with me, send me a DM or tag me in a story at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. And if you've enjoyed the show, please do consider rating, reviewing and sharing it with someone so that we can reach more people and connect. Last thing from me is about our Facebook group, which you might not know about because I don't really mention it very often and I probably should. <laughs> um, we've got a couple actually. So if you are a parent and you're wanting to support your own mental well-being and your child's particularly teens, uh, we have a group called Supporting Your Child's Mental Health, um, Mental Wellbeing. Uh, I need to come up with a more kind of snappy title or something that really says what it's about because it's not just about supporting your child, although that's really important. It's also about supporting your own well-being because if you are not looking after yourself, then that is going to have an impact on how well you're able to show up for your children, for your partner, for your friends, everything. And then the other one is the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Community. And that is just a place to connect with others, to talk about what's on the show, to feel supported um, and all of that kind of stuff. So you can check those out on Facebook. You can find them from our main page, Psyche Coaching on Facebook. That's it from me this week. Join us again on Monday when we be back with another full episode, uh, another interview. Until then, I hope you have a good rest of the week, that you take care of yourself, that you take some of these tips and ideas and really think about nurturing yourself. So until then, as always, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. <laughs>